Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Off and running, hour two here of the American, excuse me, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. I mean, I've got so many different banks that, that sponsor shows. The Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show in front of the Athletic Administration Building here on the campus of LSU, getting you set for the Tigers and the Hogs in Death Valley, 6 o'clock kickoff right here on WWL. Herb Tyler also, a.k.a. Tiger Claws, wearing the uh, Tiger Purple and Gold tiger claws, Santa Claus hat. That's it. Yep, we good. That's Tiger Claws it is. You've got like eight different personalities going. You're, you're the maestro. You're playing the music. You know, you're. Yep. You're up there conducting, yep. uh-huh. and then uh, you got the Santa Claus hat on, and yep. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, and so uh, you got a lot of things going on, Herb. And this campus is starting to swell a little bit in anticipation of LSU and Arkansas, even though the Tigers are favored by forty-four and a half points over Pig Suey, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Well, I can tell you right now, the Pig Suey is uh, going to get beaten by forty-four and a half. Pig, Pig Uey. I don't know, but anyway, I think that not only will we win this game outright like that, I think that we're going to make a statement defensively-wise. I mean, I think we're going to pitch out a shutout. That's what I'm going for. I hope that they can do it. Neil Jarvis was bringing up some really great mm-hmm. points. And the fact of the matter is, it's something that you alluded to earlier, is, you know, are they just sitting back and watching with their popcorn and enjoying the offense and saying, wow, it was another record that we're going to break. And then but forget that we have a job to do. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I think that, um, you know, I, I think with this team, once again, I think they just, you know, we, we had younger guys that were out there last week making mistakes, not being in the right situations, and not making tackles. And I think that's it. And I think that's things that we can actually um, um, fix and, and make better. 28-17, to 17, Ohio State on top of Penn State. Under five minutes remaining in that ballgame, Ohio State. Just gave the ball back to Penn State. They're up 11, three minutes and 14 seconds remaining in that one. And uh, Ohio State was favored by 19 and a half. But nonetheless, those are for odds makers and bookies. The players aren't going to care. Ohio State yeah. uh, looks like they're going to pull away with a victory over Penn State at some point once that game closes. And uh, let me tell you, because David Potter at Master Control asked a really good question. Will that, if, if, if Ohio State doesn't cover and somehow right. LSU doesn't cover the 44 and a half point spread, will the selection committee – uh, penalize them and drop them, and the answer to that is no. The selection committee does not pay attention to any of those spreads. They'll keep them one and two as they are. Now, the, what they do pay attention to though is the eye test. How do they play? Sure. In that game, so um, you know if 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 they don't cover, it won't. They, and if, and if they drop them, it won't be because they cover. They didn't cover. It'll be because they felt like they didn't play the same Ohio State uh, offense or defense that they played throughout the year, and that Penn State really gave them all that they wanted. So. Um, but, look, this game is not over. We still got five minutes to go. Penn State can go up and score a touchdown, kick onside kick, score a touchdown, or kick onside kick, and then, of course, score a field goal. Uh, a field goal won't help them at this point. But well, it's fourth and two at the Penn State 42-yard line. So with they, they got to get this first yeah. down. So Down but, by 11. Look, at the end of the day, this, this, is what, this is what we've been wanting. We've been wanting somebody, Ohio State, to play someone, right? Mm-hmm. And so if they're showing the, the ability to be able to win. Now, they are at home, don't really have that much adversity. They're playing a – a Penn State who is good, but like you say, you don't think is a top five team. 
but at the end of the day, they're good enough to be a top eight team. So here we are. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I wanted Penn State to win, um, but I don't think they will. But at the end of the day, as long as LSU comes out and they are dominant on the field and show dominance on the field, I think the, the committee won't have any issues keeping them at number one. Number 10, Minnesota topples Northwestern 38-22. Uh, number 16, Notre Dame, on top of Boston College, 3 to nothing. That one's in a first-quarter score along with uh, a final. Iowa, number 17, Iowa, 19-10 to 10 over Illinois. Appalachian State just getting underway, number 24th, 24-ranked uh, 24 uh, Appalachian State. In the second quarter, they lead Texas State 7 to nothing. And Harvard and Yale, Harvard leads Yale 29-13 to 13 in an Ivy League showdown. That is a third-quarter score as well. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on WWL. In front of the Athletic Administration Building on the campus of LSU. Yes, sir. Getting you set for LSU and Arkansas coming up at 6 o'clock. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here with you to the phones. We go Justin on line one. Go ahead, Justin. You're on WWL. Hey, Christian and Herb. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I rang the phone off the hook. Your producer must be pulling his hair out. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, it was, anyway, I don't know about Justin Jefferson, who shares my name. How is he doing, and is he going to be a big part of this game today? Yeah, of course he's going to be a big part of this game. And I think he's doing great. I think he's playing himself into uh, a very, very high draft pick because of his production. Uh, look, Justin Jefferson's been a big part of this offense. Really, their most consistent threat, I think, through his time at LSU. No, I mean, he was the number one receiver that they were going to early in this year, right? And mm-hmm. last year, for sure. He's definitely established himself coming out of last year's season as the number one receiver. Um, what happened, though, was that um, you know, Terrence Marshall and uh, Jamar Chase ended up developing this season as well. So now you've got you got three guys le- legitimately who can go first and second round, all each each one of them, you know? So um, and Justin is a, is a kid who... It was, I think he was a two-star or maybe not even ranked as a star player coming out of high school or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he's turned himself into a very marketable receiver, formidable in the ways that he catches the ball. He doesn't drop many passes at all. He's a real good route runner, and he's a great uh, run-after-the-catch guy as well. Herb, you like fishing, man? You do much fishing? Yeah, I do a lot of fishing. At Rouse's? At Rouse's, baby. That's I go to Lake Rouse's whenever I get a chance. My dad took me fishing a couple times when I was young. And all I did was fish. I never caught anything, so I never, I didn't really like it. So I went with my cousin Albert. Um, I know my, my my brother Anthony is listening right now, so he can tell you. But I went. My, I used to go fishing with my cousin Albert, and he would catch. He would catch a, a, a thousand fish, right? Yeah. I'm in the same boat as him, and I can't catch none. So I decided to, if I go on the boat and I'm going fishing with you, I would be delegated to what, making the sandwiches and giving everybody the drinks. That's it. I don't want. I don't want a pole in my hand. I don't want nothing. When I get off the boat. I'm going straight to Rouse's, and I'm going to get me some salmon, and I'm going to get me some catfish, and then they're going to make it happen, okay? Herb told me during a break that if Rouse's don't sell it, he's not eating yeah, it. Yeah, I ain't eating it. He won't, he won't eat a sockele because Rouse's sock-a-lay. doesn't sell it. No, that's a wild game fish. I don't eat that. I like, oh, the, I like my tamed fish from Rouse's. It tastes better. I promise you it's the uh, Gulf Coast Bank and, tu- Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, not the uh, food show with Tom Fitzmorris. I can assure you of that, but... When I heard Herb doesn't really fish and he goes to he goes and buys his fish, I just had yeah. to ask him about it. Look, I got one of my one of my good friends, um, Nikki Savoy. He's uh, yeah. he's a good, really good good friend of mine, and he does uh, sport fishing now. But he also does um, what did you call it? Uh, where they take people out they a chartering guide chartering. Yeah, so he does that, man. And he always invites me to go, and I never go because I don't like that. I rather 
I told him, I said, look, if you want to go fishing, just tell me what time you want to meet at Rouse's and I'll be there. Okay? That's it. You got to give it another shot. <laughs> it's really really a fun fun activity. <clears throat> There's nothing fun about it to, for me. I, I do not enjoy it whatsoever. I would rather be literally pushing my basket through the, the two doors that open up and then go over there to the left side. And I got my man over there. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, he's a writer anyway, but, uh, but he's selfish and he writes books. Sounds like you've had some pretty interesting conversations with, with the guy. Does he never know what you talk about when you're waiting on your salmon to be weighed? Wow. <laughs> this is, this is uh, well, it's interesting. It's, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I'm sorry. Not, it's not LSU, Arkansas. It's a little fishing game report. My brother just texted me, say I'm hungry right now. With Herb Tyler. <laughs> if, if Don Dubuque ever needs a fill-in for the fishing game report, you're the guy, man. I mean, just, I'm you the just, one. You just stop all the guides, all the fishermen out there and say, Quit wasting your time and just go and buy it. Yeah, what are you waiting on the wind direction and whether the water's cold and what time of year it is and if the tide is up or down? Nobody worry about all that. You know what happens? Rouse's is open from 9 to 10, and you can go get whatever you want, and they're ready to roll. Tell you. Phone lines <laughs> are open at 504-260-1870. Let's get back on track here, I'm LSU sorry, and man. Arkansas. No, I, I started the conversation. <laughs> I'm not mad at nobody. I'm just trying to get us back on track. Will LSU cover? The four and a forty-four and a half point spread against Arkansas. That is yeah. our WWL yes. Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll online at WWL.com. You can cash your vote there or call us at 504-260-1870. Right now, 64% of those voting online are saying no. 36% are saying yes, they will cover the 44 and a half point spread over Arkansas. And again, as we've kind of gone through it, Arkansas is not very good, but no. This could be a huge day for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It could be. Oh, man, this this could be the game that would actually catapult him into, like, first place of one of the prestigious running back awards at the end of the year. This could really help him. If he can get a 200-plus game today with maybe three touchdowns or something like that, that would really catapult him up there. All right, checking in on Ohio State and Penn State. It's still 28-17. The Buckeyes over the Nittany Lions. We're at the two-minute warning in the uh, – or two minutes in the fourth quarter. And Penn State Ohio has State. the ball too, right? Yeah. Penn State has the football. Second and 15. Second and 18, 18 from the Penn State 32-yard line, down 11. It would take a lot to come back and beat Ohio State, but nonetheless, Herb is pulling for, pulling for the, the Nittany Lions. I, I, I used to, you know, like growing up when I was young, for some reason I used to like uh, those 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 northern teams. Like I love Notre Dame. I love Penn State. I like the uniforms and all that. So I used to watch um, um, Penn State a lot when they would play and they was wear the all white and I really liked that because when I played at Edna Carr we would wear all white all the time and that was really sweet for us. I used to like that as well. Man, don't get um, me started on, on Notre Dame. <laughs> no, Notre Dame Nicky's calling, <laughs> Nicky's calling me. Right Nicky's now. calling me right now. He must be listening. <laughs> Nicky, I can't answer right now, man. I'm on a radio live, baby. But I'll meet you at Rouse's at about 7.30. He wants to take you fishing. And, and I love you, Nicky. You know it, baby. You know I love you, brother. Now, I mean, don't get me started on Notre Dame. Year in and year out, you talk about a team that's perennially overrated every year. Well, you got to remember, Notre Dame. when I liked them, they were actually backing up, yeah, backing up the, the, the numbers or the rankings that they had. I mean, they had great players at the time. Ricky sure. Waters, the bus, um, Tony Rice, Rocket Ishmael. I mean, I can go down the line. I mean, they had actually great talent, and I really, really wanted to go to to Notre Dame. Yeah, look, I get it. Uh, I you know I, I know their past. I'm just saying, since the really since the Lou Holtz era ended, yeah, that's been a program that's been historically overrated they and disappointed uh, year in and year out. I mean, the, it's almost like um, you know fans, the national media, 
It's like uh, Dallas, right? They want Dallas to be relevant, right? They want the New York teams to be relevant. They want Notre Dame to be relevant yep. because of yep. the cachet because and of 1920 or the whatever, attraction. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean they they have their own they have their own network. Yeah. Uh, they have you know they have their own audience. Um, it's, it, and they, they could draw into that and tap into that. That's why they want them to be successful and be relevant. How many cha- championships did Lou Holtz win? Do you know? I'd have to pull it up. I think he won one. I think, and, and the only one he won, out of all those years that he was there, I think he only won one. And that's the same thing you kind of see now um, with, uh, what's, what's the coach's name there now? Brian grow, Kelly. Brian Kelly. Um, I shouldn't know his name because I had a friend of mine named Brian Kelly, and he, he used to sing in this group when I was in uh, junior high. But anyway, he um, <clears throat> he does the same thing now. They're going to win 10 games every year. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna be 10-2. They may be 9-3 on one year or whatever, but they're going to be 10-2 or 11-1. And, and maybe make the playoffs and lose in the playoffs, which is not bad. That's not a bad deal. It's not like you're having bad seasons or anything like that. You just, when you hear Notre Dame, you expect them to win championships because people put them in that, that upper echelon of, 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 of schools. Yeah, he, he won one national title at, yep. in, at Notre one, Dame in 1988. 88. 88. 88. There you go, 88. With yeah. Tony Rice, all those guys. Exactly. So that, that's it. So even with, as great of a coach as he was, he could recruit. We still couldn't get over the, the top, if you will, you know, and, and – and win the championship game. So that's that's you know it's tough, man. It's not easy uh, an easy thing to do at all. That's, that's why what what Coach Saban has done over the past ten years is so special. You know what I'm saying? It that's, is. That's why no, it's right. so special because it's very difficult to do. And then you look at a Dabo Sweeney, you look at an Urban Meyer. Um, these guys have found out that magical touch to do the same thing. So um, it's a, you know kudos to those. Now we just hope that Coach O has that magical touch this year, and I think he does. Speaking of uh, Lou Holtz. Um, is he calling you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steve Court, former LSU, uh, former Saints offensive lineman, yes. played at Arkansas, ironically, um, and he coached. He was coached by Lou Holtz, um, and he's got a great story. So if you ever talk to Steve Court about uh, Lou Holtz, just ask him the story about when he was drafted and then after he was interviewed and what, what Steve Court said about uh, about Arkansas that spun up Coach Lou Holtz a little bit, just – I can't tell the story because I can't tell it as well as as, okay. uh, yeah, as Steve Court can, but it's a funny story, and he'll uh, he'll tell it readily, and it's it's a good story. Look, Nikki just texted me. He said, "I better change that story, or he's going to whip my." You know what? Now, Nikki, if you know Nikki, Nikki is six, like six seven, six seven and a half. He played tight end. <clears throat> yeah, he played tight end with him and Dave Lafleur. Yeah, yep, my yep, tight end. Yep, so yep. had two of the best tight ends in the world. Period. And uh, so Nikki's like six seven and a half or something like that. Two thirty, two forty, probably bigger than that now. Oh, he's not touching me, man. Guess what? I love to go fishing with Nicky. Every time Nicky asks me to go fishing with him on his boat, I say forget Rouses, and I go jump on his boat, and then we go out there, and we go catch nothing but fish, just so you Smart know. Smart guy. I changed my story, Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> if I was threatened by a six foot seven dude that's 230, I, I'd, I'd, I'd do the same thing. All right, we'll step away and come back. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier next here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. And we welcome in now NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. Mike's insights in today's game is brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, keeping you safe in the game. Mike, we were kind of joking earlier, me and her, but kind of speaking the truth. Really, the only way LSU loses this game against Arkansas today is to literally not show up, like not go out there on the field. That's how superior they are in talent, how inferior Arkansas is ultimately in talent. Yeah, also, too, it's a mindset. Man, look at look at this Arkansas team. Uh, they have no rudder at all on where they're going, who's the leader, who's not. Uh, 
I've, I, I told this to Steve Court uh, last week. I've never been around a situation where so much negativity when they first hired Chad Morris. Now, there's always going to be some in any hire. Somebody's got a complaint. But not to this level. <laughs> I mean, people that were money people at Arkansas, people who donated a ton there, uh, former players, you name it. None of them had anything good to say about Chad Morris. Or uh, I shouldn't say none. It was real few. That told me he had a real short rope here. Uh, he, that whenever something was going to go bad, they were going to cut that, and he was out of there. He was not the guy for them. And they weren't going to cut him no slack. And so you, you got what you got right now is a team that just has no – they kind of just in the ocean – it just floats with nowhere to go. There's no destination for them anywhere. And, you know, if they're smart, they go to Memphis and hire Mike Noah as a coach. I was going to ask you about area. that. What about Mike Leach? Man, no, 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 no. I don't see how Mike and that culture there at Arkansas would fit. I think Mike would like the job. Uh, man, that puts him in a big, high-profile position. Uh, you know, Washington State, where they play those games like at 9, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and, and he's a sound bite every time he opens his mouth. It would be certainly a big difference with him in the SEC. Uh, I think he would like that spot like he liked the Tennessee spot. They passed on him, too, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, I think Mike's the guy. He knows the area very well. He can, he's shown he is a very good recruiter. He's got a very fertile mind for offense. Um, and when Arkansas has been a good team, it's just not been guys from Arkansas because you can't win with just Arkansas guys. They've been able to go out into Texas and recruit well, the northern part of Louisiana and Mississippi. Bran- they can branch out in Tennessee. And they've always grabbed a couple guys from the New Orleans area. And they at one time recruited heavily out in the River Parish area uh, for players. Uh, that has all kind of stopped. But that's all connections uh, along the line. But, but I think Mike would be the right guy for that spot. And I think he would be well-liked by people in the Arkansas hierarchy uh, that spend their money there. Because, <laughs> listen, if, if you've ever been there, Recently, man, they have pumped some money into that program. Yeah, man, their facilities are pretty doggone good. Uh, what they got there uh, rolling, so it, man, it's a tough spot. It, it really is, and to dig yourself out, and it, it's similar to Tennessee. Uh, it's to get yourself out of that hole that you've dug because it's almost like quicksand. Uh, the more you fight it, the more you sink down into it. And uh, the big part of it, and I always do this. I look at teams and how they produce players for the NFL because when Nick was here I did some junkets with Saban and one of the things he would always bring up because I could do the speech as good as he could because he'd say the same speech everywhere he went it was all about recruit and develop players that was a big part of it R&D recruit and develop players you look at Arkansas over the last three years they've put eight players in the NFL Alabama put 10 in one draft they put three in eight years. LSU's had ten the last two years. And people were talking about, man, it's sort of a down uh, trial deal at, at LSU right now. They put ten in two, but Alabama's put ten in one 
Arkansas's put eight in three years. Mm. That that's not going to win you a lot of games when that's who you have to play. Yeah, that that's your opponents. Uh, man, you better be really innovative as a coach. Uh, listen, coaching does matter, but man, give me players. Uh, they win a lot of games for you. NFL and college football analyst Mike DeChille here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike, the LSU defense has been a, been a bit of a uh, sore subject and uh, at times has, has been, well, frankly, some, uh, at times is playing a, a better team uh, or better teams. You, you might be a liability, so to speak, but uh, do you think that they're, it's correctable and do you think it'll be their eventual undoing if they don't fix things on defense? I think you can get better, but as far as being a dominant defense, I'm going to say no, and the reasoning why is this team, and, and I can't put my finger on it, and I talked to Coach O about this yesterday. We, we were part of this uh, LSU Tiger Gridiron Club uh, function at noontime. Uh, that it, It's not just one thing. Like you said, if it was one thing, it was, could be fixed. Uh, at times, it's players out of alignment. At times, it's missed tackles. At times, uh, you know, maybe just not being in the right spot to make a play. Sometimes it's not making the play when you have an opportunity. Sometimes it's mental mistakes. And he says it's a focus issue at times also. It's not talent because are you going to tell me, because I've heard this, oh, overrated, overrated. Okay, so you're telling me that Delpit and Jacoby Stevens and Christian Fulton and Stingley and Jacob Phillips and Chason and Rashard Lawrence and Tyler Shelvin are NFL players? Now, most of them, well, I'm not telling you that. Well, then I've just named you off nine of the 11 starters for LSU. So, uh, you know, and, you know, Aranda is who he is as far as a defensive coordinator. There are just some years, for whatever reason, it doesn't all come together. And I, I, I really can't explain to you why it has not pieced together uh, for this defense. Uh, and uh, eventually, it, I think it's the big plays that bother me more than anything. That there's inconsistencies. Why do you play so well in the half against Ole Miss and then play so poorly in the second half? Uh, Alabama, you played lights out in the first half against them. In the second half, you didn't. And I flipped the script against Florida. You didn't play well in the first half defensively, and yet in the second half you played real well. So we're talking about, like, quarters and halves. Um, And to me, that would all come down to focus uh, issues completely in that something's not quite right with that Uh, part of it that for whatever reasons you got some mental breakdowns uh, out on the field that uh, that's costing you. Because the big plays are the thing. You know, if they were going 14 plays – and 83 yards, oh, man, that's sort of a wear down. But it's the big plays, the big runs, the big passes uh, downfield. That's more concerning to me when you're going to get in this series of SEC championship game and also into the Final Four that that could potentially cost you there. Uh, but, uh, you know, when your offense is scoring like way they scored, uh, you, better be, you better strap it on is all I can tell you. Uh, because you better put some points up to beat this LSU team. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. And, Mike, um, look, look at the season Joe Burrow has had. How much more does do you, do you expect him to play in this game, in particular against Arkansas, if they get out to a huge first-half lead? Well, if they get to a big first-half lead, I expect that you, you'll see a lot of Miles Brennan 
in the second half. Uh, I do think the Tua injury is going to have trickle down in college football. I think in the back of everybody's mind, their deal is, nope, that ain't happening to me. I'm pulling him. And so I, I think Ed would probably have a much quicker trigger to pull him today than he maybe had two weeks ago. I do think that that Tua injury is because it's fresh in, the, in your mind that look what happened here. And do you want to be put in that spot? And I, so I think he's going to have a pretty quick hook. Uh, he's already said, you know, we knew Deculus was going to miss some time. Uh, Delpit's been fighting the ankle injury uh, all season long, along with the shoulder, and he got pulled. Tyron Davis-Price also has been sort of nicked up. I think today you're going to see, while you know, Clyde is who he is. I mean, he's been unbelievable this year for him. I think you're going to see a lot more of John Emery and Chris Curry who has had two really good weeks of practice, and I think they want to get him in there. But I'm anxious to watch Maurice Hampton. Uh, Here was a guy that was probably the number one rated recruit in Tennessee, um, you know, in this last recruiting cycle. Uh, Because he played baseball and that specter was there, that he might play Major League Baseball, he wasn't looked at by some people – uh, in the same light, but man, he's a big time player. He's smart. He's a ball hawk, and I love a guy who has played baseball at that le- can play it at that level. He's got eye hand coordination. I can't teach. Either you got it in baseball or you don't. I-, I can't teach you to be that good to find the baseball or the football that quickly in flight. He needs to physically get stronger. But man, he he's a gifted guy. And also, too, he's got to get a little bit better on the communication skills. When you play center field, like what Hampton's going to do for him. But, man, he's a real talent. And I'm anxious to watch him tonight to give him that type of extensive action. And uh, also, along with Brennan and Curry and, and some of the younger guys, Ed has made the comment, <clears throat> because of the new rule, he can play those guys, yeah. you know, th- those few games. And I think uh, they get off to a big lead, you're going to see him empty the bench. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, buddy. Mike's insights into today's game brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, keeping you safe in the game. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. And Herb, he's, I mean, he, he's right uh, in a lot of ways, Mike is, in terms of you get out to a big lead here, you're not going to – you don't, you want to see your young guys. You want to get your young guys – some real game, SEC type of environment experience. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. And at the end of the day, it's 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 one of those things where if you don't get them that opportunity, when will you get it for them? Right? Yeah. This year, because I don't think you get it next year, next week against Texas A&M. You definitely don't get it in a SEC championship, and definitely not in the playoffs. I don't see that. Um, so this is the time. So if you can get get the score to be somewhere around twenty eight or something like that in the first the first half at the end of the first quarter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And get those guys some really significant playing time in the second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. And, um, and and then it doesn't affect your red shirt at all, which is a great thing. I love that part about it. I know with, when I was in school, you you could play up to the fourth game, right? You could play every game, one, two, three, and four, and then stop playing, and then you can red shirt. But now it's different. You can play any game. You just can't play no more than four, four. games total. So I um I, I, I love it. I, I, I look forward to seeing those young guys too because – 
you know, you, you look at the recruiting, you look at the the star ratings and all this stuff and what people are saying about them and all of these things. Let's see you in action yeah. against an SEC foe. You know, prime time. Let's see what you do. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick will step away here. We are in front of the Athletic Administration building here on the campus of Louisiana State University. <laughs> it is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show here on WWL. Man, Christian, you almost got me in trouble, and I think you did get me in trouble with Nikki. So I have to apologize to Nikki again and tell him <laughs> that it's more, he's more than welcome to take me and you fishing I'll anytime. go fishing with him. I know you would. That, I can make the drinks for us, and then I can also make the sandwiches, okay? I like it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm down for that. There you go. Just tell me when. I'm ready when you Book are. Book the trip. I'll Marco. meet you guys at Rouse's at 730. <laughs> Marco on line one. Go ahead, Marco. You're on the Gulf Coast hey, Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show here on WWL. Hey, how you doing, Her? How you doing, Christian? Hey, hey, Marco. Good, thank you. Hey, I was watching just a little bit of the – I watched the first half of the Ohio State and Penn State game. Mm-hmm. And, look, I, I saw the receivers from Penn State. There is no way. There is no way those receivers come even close to one of the yes. other two receivers right running. Right, they dropped so many balls in that first half. It was crazy, huh? I know. I mean, LSU, man, LSU will. Jamar Chase with his size and speed, uh, and Justin Jefferson, you know, the crispiness of his of his routes. Mm-hmm. They, they, they would tear him up. They would just. I mean, and the tight end. Oh my gosh, it's just. You know, I, I don't. I don't think Ohio State just has a good defense, but I don't think they have the defense to, to keep up with LSU. Look, I don't I think there's too many it. defenses in the country that can, but the problem is that if you get in a shootout with Ohio State, they would welcome that. They want a shootout. And I, I, and I don't like the idea of a shootout because it's the, it's the team with the ball last that's going to win that game, and it could very well end up being Ohio State. I don't think Justin yeah, Fields yeah. can get in a shootout with Joe Burrow and win. I don't think so. Now, they do have Dobbins in the running back position for Ohio State who can run the ball well. And if we allowed them to gash us like we allowed Ole Miss last week, then, yeah, we'll get in a run and shoot out if that makes sense because they'll run the ball and we'll throw the ball. So, But at the end of the day, you're right. I don't think I don't think Ohio State has the DBs or the linebackers to play with our talent on offense. Now, they do have this young guy called, uh, what is his name, Chase Young? Is his yeah, name? Now, he's Roger. a beast. He's a man. He's, he's a man now. But at the end of the day, you can always, you know, run at him or you can throw the ball away from him, meaning you just – Throw the ball on time, three-step drops. Here's like where that. he would be neutralized, though. The ball comes out pretty quickly from Joe Burrow's Super hands. fast, super fast. So, um, you know, like that, that'll help new, neutralize a pass rusher like him. Yes. So, and again, we're, we're, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but it's the reality because what, what LSU faces is likely Georgia in the SEC championship game, barring they don't stub their toe this week or next against Texas A&M, and then – it's on to the playoffs. Even if they are number one and they fall to Georgia next uh, in the SEC championship, they're going to be in the top four. It's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Georgia's a defense that, man, Auburn's defense was really good. And LSU, they had some answers for LSU earlier this season. Georgia's defense overall, I think, is better than Auburn's. Auburn's defensive front is what caused problems for LSU. Yeah. As a, as a whole, Georgia's got the better defense. It'll be fun in the SEC championship game. Should the Tigers get there? It will, but I will say this. I think in the SEC championship game, they're going to be playing in the Dome, which is a different place. Sure. Then we play Auburn. We play Auburn here, and it was raining and all this other stuff. It was a bad field conditioning type of day. But I think that change if you play in the Georgia Dome or whatever, the Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever it is. Yeah, get them, in the, uh, get them on that fast track. That'll benefit yes. uh, LSU, that's yes. for sure. They want, they're playing basketball on grass these days. And it's up and down, up and down, up and down. And yep. LSU and Arkansas today, tonight at 6 p.m. in Death Valley. You'll hear it here 
right on WWL, or right here on WWL. Good job, Christian. Eventually you'll learn to talk. <laughs> Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. It's the Gulf so, Coast right. Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. You can jump in the conversation at 504-260-1870. You can also text us at 870-870. Coming up next hour, Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com, Ouch. breaking down LSU. What happened? Nikki hit you? Yeah, Nikki. I'm thinking about Nikki punching him in the face again. <laughs> Nikki Savoy. <laughs> he came up, and I didn't realize how big of a human being I that told guy you he was. Huge. That's why I had to apologize on air. That's, that is a that's big, my man. That's my big, that's my big man. brother, man. I love him to death. He knows that. One more hour to go here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tail- Tailgating Show here on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.